Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 242 for July 1st, 2020. My name is Phil Pinsky, with me as always, Tim Sway and Bill Lutz. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, and the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Klingspore, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, Levi Hogue, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Keith Decent because I'm sure he's gonna come back to his regular spot, and of course, Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Nicely done, nicely done. What uh, what are we working on? What's on the old benchy bench? Well, we got the pop topper over there, Bill Lutz. What are you working on, my man? I know. I just finished. You know what I've got in my hot little hand right here? A little memory card. You know why I got a memory card? Because I just finished filming the restoration of my lever action rifle. And it came out amazing. I gotta admit, I was so happy with it. You guys, it just it it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I, I learned a couple a lot. of the teaser picks, and uh, and I, I was very yeah. impressed with the the quality of the finish you were able to pull out of that wood. Yeah, the wood the yeah. wood came out amazing. I was I was very happy with that. Um, the, the some of the metal, uh, the blue. So the finish on a gun, there's many different kinds now. But back then, they basically they blued it, right? And they used the bluing, and um, some of it was so worn or so thin that it came off just cleaning it. So I'm like, okay, well that's I'm just gonna try and take that off, but not all of it. So and all the scratches, a lot of scratches and pits and. So in all the scratches and pits, the, that dark black or that bluing still stuck in there, but I got shiny metal on it, but the barrel is still blued. And then I re-blued some, all the, the screws and the lever and the trigger. And, and so it's got this combination of uh, sh- uh, shiny metal and the bluing. It, it just, it, it looks really, really good. I'm very happy with Sick. it. So it's very, very cool. And it was really, 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 really terribly hard to film that. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's, I bet. I, I wanted to I didn't want to make a how-to video because I didn't know what the heck I was doing so I'm not the one to you know to do yeah, that sure. but I wanted to explain more than I normally do what I was doing so I tried to keep that combination of stuff so I don't know what it's going to be like when I pull this pull these uh, clips out of my, my memory stick but I'll, well you know yes, the, the, the easy way to get around that is what I mean what most people do and the reason is because these is they do a voiceover right so, yeah. Like, because what you usually do is what what I personally like to do, and what I try to do is where I stop the action. I go, okay, here's where I'm at so far, and this is why I did this, right. and this is what I'm going to try. I like that better as a storytelling technique, and I like the way you do that. But if you get into something where it's so complicated, you might be better off like cutting those and just doing it over the just to keep the length and you know in check. Yeah, and, I'm, I know. I don't mind if it goes a little bit long because sure, yeah. Um, it's like I said. It's not really a how-to. I just want people to see the process. And I tried to. I tried to remember 
when I was doing something, okay, I'm going to be speeding. I'm, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go fast. I'm going to go fast. Let me stop here and just say, hey, real quick, okay, here I go. Or, or oh, hey, yeah. now I'm going to do this. And then I go on about my way. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I can't wait. We'll see. I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, that, that's what I was doing. Now the next step is going to be to uh, get out to the range and shoot it. I'm excited. Very you going to do that for the video? Camera. You going to bring a camera? No. You're probably not allowed. I don't, I don't you even know if you're allowed or not. I just don't want to do that. It's YouTube doesn't like gun videos anyway. They certainly don't want to monetize it. Um, not mm-hmm. that I really care. But I'm just, you know, it's it's more about the rifle itself. I will post pictures and on my social media when I go to the range. If if it does work, I'll, you know, yeah, look at, and I'll show the I'll show the target or something if I can actually hit it with this old gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, no, man, it's 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 it's, I, it's the Uncle John because it was Uncle John who gave it to Dad Bob and Dad Bob gave it to me. So the rifle's called Uncle John, and uh, yeah, just I I hey. I'm so pleasantly surprised with how it came out. Would you be, because I, I know it's an antique gun, and I know you're not, like, the rest restoration's weird, and I know that you're not, like, you no. didn't do it, like, but but if you if you want, um, measure the, or trace and, like, scan it and, and email it to me, the shape of the bottom of the, the butt of the gun, I guess, whatever you put against your shoulder, like, I don't know what okay. it's called, and uh, and I can make a but, little a little brass plaque that says Uncle, Uncle John on, so you can screw it on there. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, yeah just it's, it. it's, it's already got little. a metal. It's already got a metal. That's the butt plate is what it's called. It's already got yeah. a metal butt plate on there. But yeah, a little piece of brass on there. I can. Bring yeah, it, well, like we could. If we'll have to get the measurements or whatever. We're finding like a spot to do that, and I could, I could do it, yeah, yeah. and I could, I could antique the brass, you know, or or make it brand new and shiny, whatever, you know, might be kind of yeah, cool. That would be fun, Tim. That'd be really yeah. fun. And we could put like put like the date that you restored it or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I'll write yeah. that down because it's today. Yeah, yeah remind me because I might by the end of the podcast I'll have forgotten I offered this and they'll deny it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> because of it, uh, you want me to work for plate. you for free? Well, I, I will. When we get to me, we'll say why I'm willing to do something nice for Bill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So then, why don't you go right into it? Um, yeah, go. Uh, well, because one of the things I was up to this week is op- opening a giant box from California that Bill sent me that has the first piece of redwood that I've like ever had to cut I mean I, I've been to California and I've seen redwood but I've never had the opportunity to like take a tool to it you know what I mean I've seen it either in a tree or in furniture <laughs> you know, or, or whatever do tell do tell um, so yeah so I haven't cut it yet um, I have a, oh, I, see. Okay. I have a special project uh, for but I wanted to thank you Bill for sending this piece of wood it's, it's very thick it's over two inches thick right I didn't measure yeah, it yeah. But, um, but yeah it was pretty thick and uh, so I'm I have I I I'm one of the things I'm working on right now is I'm, I just restocked my guitar kits and I'm working on um, stocking a bass kit because I've had people ask me for that for a while and so um, some of the parts are being manufactured I'm waiting for them to show up and then I'm, when I get the parts I will make a video demoing the bass kit you know which is part of it because what I do is I put a short video on YouTube and then I put the long form with all the details privately that goes with the sale of the of the kit like the how-to video you know um, and I'm going to use that redwood for that, so I'm saving it for that. I think it'll be a nice special. Uh, so thing for just it. real quick, if you want, I'll, um, I'll repeat it. But the the history that I know of, and I don't know the dates, but this started out that I am aware of. It was a conference room table, mm-hmm. which turned into a back counter top for a retail space for many, many, many years, like decades, and then. Mm-hmm. 
that retail space is what the first manifesto at Casey's Salon was. I took that out because they, they got to the back room. I turned that into a, a front desk, a reception desk, a real big one. And then the, that, so all these pieces kept getting smaller and smaller because this was a huge piece of a slab that gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So then it turned into a piece that was left over from the reception desk, became a coffee table and two end tables that I had, and now mm-hmm. you have the coffee table. Mm-hmm. You're still using the end tables? I still have, uh, I made something out of one of them. I still have one end table piece left yeah. that's tinier. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. When the, maybe when money loosens up, maybe I'll send that little piece to Pinsky. <laughs> We've never seen Redwood in Montreal. Yeah. Oh, it, well, yeah, I'll save it for you then. When I, when I get some extra cash, I'll get it out to you. No worries. It's, it's maybe 18 inches by about 12 inches and kind of triangular. Yeah, it's cool. It's like live edge, like which I wasn't really expecting, um, but it has like a yeah. live edge shape to it and stuff. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to looking forward to messing around with that, and I'm trying like I'm trying to decide if I, you know, because it's a little thick for a guitar. So I'm like, do I run it through the planer or do I try and cut it up and resaw it and glue it back together? Or, you know, I haven't figured all that out yet. But uh, well, it seems like a sh- that's the point. Yeah, it seems like a shame to to like cut it up to resaw it because my bandsaw obviously can't fit that whole giant piece. Um, so I think I'll probably just end up planing it down, you know, cutting the piece off that I need and planing it. But, well, it's yeah. certainly not flat because I didn't have any way of flattening it. I got it flat enough to where I could set a beer can on it on any different spot on it, and that's good enough. But, yeah, you'd have to, yeah, like, your CNC would be able to flatten it pretty Yeah, easily. no, it's, it's that's flat enough for me, you know, for what I'm going to do, you know, from there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that, thank you very much for that, Bill. Um, that was yeah, on, on my list of things to mention. I, I think I mentioned last week my guitar straps. Um, yes. Right. Yeah, I mentioned that. Okay. I had a couple things here that I didn't get to last week. Um, here's one I wanted to mention. So this is a uh, one of the products that I've got in for my guitar truck, um, which is my guitar truck is actually going to the shop this week. I'm excited. To, I'm gonna have my mechanic do the safety check and and fix it all up and stuff. And I'm excited to know that to get it, make sure I know it's all good and safe. You know. But then I'm not excited about getting the bill afterwards. <laughs> but um. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to do for the truck was to put, and everybody grab a pencil, <laughs> I, I needed a power source on there, and so I wanted to do something solar powered, and I got this company, uh, Max Oak is the name of the company, and they, they it's maxoak.net, and they have this uh, unit, it's called the Blue Eddy EB150, and it's a lithium ion battery pack that can, it has an AC inverter, so you can, it has, so it has two outlets on it, plus it has DC power, it has like a, like a cigarette, cigarette lighter type power as well as USB ports. So you can run like all of these at the same time. And you can charge it by plugging it into the wall or running solar panels, which is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put solar panels on the truck. Um, and I got them to donate that to the truck and give me coupon codes for everybody. Because these things are expensive. They're full of lithium-ion batteries. So I just wanted to start getting the coupon code out. Like I haven't even put anything about this in a video yet. It's going to come out later. I wanted to get the coupon yeah, explain, codes out to everybody. You explain, this thing is the size of a, uh, a giant, like a small suitcase, basically. Right. It, it weighs about 40 pounds, but it's, yeah. it's it's about the size of a briefcase, like a big briefcase. Right. I think it's, you know, and so it's a little bit heavy, but it's completely portable. I mean, it's, a, you know, it's a 40-pound battery, basically. And it has, yeah, it's two right. outlets on the back and then all those other plugs on the front and three buttons. And that's like it. It's like on, off. You know, the little little screen that shows the battery life on it, and then you just pick AC, DC, or both. And um, yeah, and I've I was super impressed with it. Like I, you know, the, I mean, there's people that use these things like that on job sites all the time in different uh, ways. A lot of times they have like right. uh, like four four Dewalt batteries plugged in or whatever. 
Uh, but this thing, like, I mean, it's definitely designed more for, like, camping than workforce, but I, I don't see it. It's built well. I don't see any reason why no anybody couldn't just add this to their truck if they need power. I was running sanders and fans off it at the same time, no problem. Uh, and right. I'm planning on running some other tools off it too just to demo it and see it because although in, when it's in real use it's going to be using you know guitar amps and stuff which like barely even register on it when i'm running a guitar through it but so but so here's something here's something i can reference that for people that don't really get it and this would be weird that i'm the one thinking this phil should have um think of a battery backup for your computer you know when the power goes out, you've got this thing that's underneath. It's basically right. it's a battery. It charges or it keeps your computer yeah. going with AC power. So it's something similar to that, but it's just by the looks of it, it's just shaped differently, and it's it's probably got different amps and everything that can allow it to do. I'm interested right. to how long this thing will last, man, because it it looks from, it looks really cool. Yeah, from what I can, I mean, it's kind of designed for like campers and stuff. So like people would use them and they'd like run their refrigerator on it. So. Right, like right. it should like my understanding is that the, this unit which is a 1500 watt hour thing or whatever like all the stats will be in the video my understanding is like it'll run a refrigerator all night and then in the day when the sun comes back up you know that's crazy yeah that's, that's like a, that's like a small one power. not like a not like a full yeah, one yeah. but like yeah. a, you know because like what Bill's talking about is uh, is a UPC mm-hmm. which is an uh, UPS sorry uninterruptible power supply mm. and those are usually lead acid batteries that are in them and their entire purpose is to give you like eight minutes to shut down your servers safely. Right. Like it detects that the AC power has been cut off and it just, it can power a lot of stuff, but only for a very short amount of right. time. And it beep, beep, beeps, turn off your stuff safely, and then that's good. Yeah. But whereas this is, this is lithium based and it's meant to run stuff for a long time. Right. And take loads too. Like I was able to trip yeah. it with a hairdryer. Like I just kept turning a hairdryer up higher and higher and higher until I yeah. tripped it. You know, because those are like the worst. You know, but um, yeah. Is that why you look so good today? Oh yeah, yeah no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's incredible, and they make one that's even bigger than the one I have. That's even more powerful. Um, so the coupon codes I have are for the one I have and the bigger one. So it's um, for the EB one hundred and fifty is what I have. One hundred thirty dollars off with the coupon code Bluetti one hundred thirty, B L U E T T I one three zero. The numbers. That's the code, and then it's hundred fifty-two dollars off for the co- of the of the two forty model. Hundred fifty-two dollars off is probably a percentage of the dollars, ten percent or something. Hundred fifty-two dollars off um, EB two forty. The code is Bluetti two forty B L U E T T I two forty. So that's pretty straightforward. And that's um, if you go to their website, which is maxoak.net, it will take you to their Amazon stores. Unfortunately, the only place you know because that's where everything is nowadays. I try to avoid giving coupon codes for Amazon, but that's where that is. Um, mm-hmm. And it's direct from them, but on Amazon's platform, you know. So I wanted to share those awesome. co- those coupon codes because I could see. I mean, the one I have, I think, is thirteen hundred bucks, right? So the, the one hundred thirty dollars off is pretty substantial. I mean, when you start talking, it's still ten percent, but you start talking about that size price, you know. That's so you're talking like you know a little over a thousand dollars for an investment that to run your if you have a portable job site, if you do job site work and stuff. I mean, that could really really come in handy, you know. I mean, if it legitimately can run a fridge, then, like, in a power failure situation, like, I remember we had, uh, oh, yeah, we no had more, ice storms. Yeah, no more gas generators. You know what I mean? Like, that's, right. that's the thing. That's what past. I'm thinking. Yeah. It's like, it's a battery backup for your house. So, what I'm doing is they they sell, like, portable, the, the company, Max Oak, has solar panels that are, like, kind of portable. They fold into bags and stuff, but they're a little lower than uh, what I want to do. So, I have that whole giant truck, so I'm going to fill the top of the truck with solar panels so I can get charged right. faster. Yeah. Because, I, again, I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but there's a certain amount of solar energy you can put in and this and that. 
Um, so I was just going to buy the ones that Harbor Freight um, because they have them pretty inexpensively. I figured they're on the roof of my truck. I'm probably going to end up breaking them, you know, who knows. But um, I'm going to get the ones at Harbor Freight, and then I have to buy a, an adapter plug because, like, the, the Harbor Freight kit has a different style connector or whatever. But I talked to them about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, you just have to change these connectors. And, um, you know and so that way it'll just solar, charge. If you know anybody that knows about solar, talk to them first because – you might get a lot more Harbor Freight for the dollars, but they might not charge as much. I mean, they may not yeah. have the capacity. They may not be as efficient. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, there are, there are the numbers in the ratings and stuff. My guess is that they're not as good as the ones that cost four times as much. That's pretty much par for the course at Harbor Freight. But also, I'm not well, looking to run. I'm not looking to run a refrigerator. I'm going to be taking this thing on on weekends for to no, guitar. No, no, shows. I'm just saying. But you just be I mean? careful. You don't fill up the top of your thing. But it actually, it's still going to take you eight. Eight hours to get ten minutes worth of charge out of you know what I'm saying? Just what just a, be careful with the. I can I can put like something like 500 watts into it, and the kits are like 100 watt kits, and so I was gonna buy like one or two 100 watt kits, which would barely make a dent in the roof of my truck, and see how they work and start there, and then see okay. if I want to invest more mm. in that or if I want to go to a better platform. That was kind of my plan. Just buy because I, I can get one set up with the box and everything for 200 bucks, and it get me right started, and then see how fast it charges. And, you know, yada yada. And if you're doing if you're doing gigs out of that truck, you got to figure that you're not going to wake up early in the morning. It's probably going to be like two o'clock when you stumble out of bed or out of the back of the truck. <laughs> so it'll had all morning and the early afternoon to charge. So yeah, you know, factor that in. Well, that's one of the. Uh, I mean, that, that was one of the videos that I, I kind of pitched to him. I was like, well, let's let's drive my truck out in the middle of nowhere, and I'll put a band on it, and we'll play until the thing runs out of juice. You know. Yeah. Like that's, they were like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Like, you know, and I, I was, you know, just, I've got my buddy, you know, we'll just, I, his full PA system would drain it in about two minutes, but you know, like we'll just put a, a moderate size PA that matches the size of the truck and this, you know, have a little concert on the field somewhere for, that would for be fun. you know, an hour or so, you know, and then we'll just film huh. it, you know, I'll film like a, like a highlight reel or something and put it as part of my vlog. Maybe I'll film the whole concert and put it on my other channel. I don't know, you know. What are you going to do if an hour goes by and there's like barely a dent in that battery? And it's like you said you'd keep going. You end up at like 12 hour concert. We can kill it. Don't worry. We've. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and then I got other stuff going on. That's enough. Film. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I feel like I did a bunch of stuff. The one thing that I that I did finish and I'm done with is um, is that sort of that lap desk that I made. So uh, I used the the dining room table leaf that I'd found in the garbage a couple of weeks ago, and there's a whole mystery about why they veneered maple with walnut. Well, yeah. it turns out that it was, you know, maple and uh, not walnuts, oak. Uh, they veneered chipboard on one side with oak and the other side with maple. Um, anyway, so I reskinned that whole thing, and I, I think I said it last week that I had uh, I had stained it ebony or whatever, and, and it came out pretty good. I put three coats of polycrylic on it, and it's come out real nice. And uh, and what I used instead of you know the, all those fake half lap whatever joinery that I was going to do to make legs for it, um, I think I mentioned it last week that I got some some cheap outdoor furniture, um, and and it came in a big huge box, and the box itself was reinforced with some half-inch um, steel tubing. Mm -hmm. And it's real thin wall stuff. But um, I figured, you know what? Let me let me use it for the uh, for the structure and for the legs of this of this thing. And it came with these three-way connectors. One, two, 
maybe four-way? No, three-way little plastic connectors. So really, all I had to do was take out my angle grinder and then cut the tubes to length, and then I already had these connectors for them. And I'll, I'll, it's actually going to be in a video because I'm going to, uh, now that we're talking about it. So uh, I'm a big, big-time metal worker now, right? So I have one, um, <laughs> one cutoff wheel that's basically been worn down that I can only cut about maybe three-eighths of an yeah. inch at a time. <laughs> yeah. It's so small. And, uh, and I was about to go out and buy another one when uh, I checked the mail and I had gotten these, um, these diamond cutoff wheels from, uh, from a company called Graph. They had contacted me maybe six weeks ago and said, do you want us to send you stuff? And I was like, just I, only send me the metal cutting stuff because I'm never going to use my angle grinder to cut wood. I'm just not going to do that. They have those terrifying little yeah. three-tooth blades. You, I think you, you had them. One yeah, time. I did a video with one. Yeah. Uh, to, yeah. Yeah, that, that just that terrifies me. I'm never going to use that. But I could use the metal ones. So they sent me three of those diamond discs, and uh, and, I'll, and I'll try them out in a video, and I'll be able to show the product and what I did. Um, but so all to say is that you know, one of the interesting advantages of this diamond stuff, if it works, and I don't know that it does, but if it does work, the size of the blade never changes, which is great. Because that's the annoying part about cutoff wheels is they get smaller and smaller and smaller until you – can't cut with them anymore. I can't wait, and I want this to work so bad. I do. <laughs> um, I I bought one once, and it, it yeah. they, they do, like, dull. You know what I mean? Like any blade would, I guess. Like yeah, got, for sure. Get kinda, um, I mean, they're definitely not as... It, it, it worked. Yeah, it worked okay. I don't know if I'd buy another one, um, because there's something about okay. the, the abrasive wheels that just seem to work easier, like a little better. Um, but it did work, okay. and it, and I because that's why I bought one. I like the idea of it never wearing out, but it does wear out. Like yeah. everything wears out. You know what I mean? You, you can't spin something at twenty thousand RPMs and put it against a hard surface like metal and not expect it to wear out. <laughs> it's just you know, yeah. But uh, but I'm okay with it wearing out. Yeah, but, but like it, I, I still want it to. If it lasts as long as a regular abrasive disc, oh, as long as it did longer. that, much it'll last like. Five no, I know. I'm just saying. If, yeah. Uh, so then I, that's, be, I'm I'm very curious about this because our um. Uh, remember what was really, really super hot not too long ago, and I think we might have all benefited from this, was the uh, metal cutting chop saws? Yes, yes. Yeah, mine lasted for one bed frame. One bed frame, and I, I yeah, dulled that yeah. thing. Yeah. Those bed frames are yeah. really hard steel, they, though, aren't they? They are, but, it's, but my point is is that, in theory, these things are always really cool. I'm just, I've, I've yeah. not found a, a metal cutting chop saw yet, or, or a metal cutting yeah. saw well, blade like a circular that, saw that is a different or a, yeah it is a different I, technology yeah it's a different technology but, but let's see yeah. it's, it's tough to beat it would be all the rage that's all i'm saying if that yeah. if that was the case there'd be a lot of them little discs out there and i would pay i would pay 10 times as much just for the lack of the dust that you get from the, the composite yeah. discs because that's that's you know everyone. well that was another black, thing about it Right, the you know, but like the the particular saw that you're talking about, like the never mind the fact that the blades dull, which they do, um, the 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 backlash of the anarchy that comes off of it, like the 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 shavings, the metal chips that are flying up. No, at no, you. no. I, I'm not I'm not talking about a I'm not talking about the a giant cutoff disc chop saw. I'm talking about recently. Um, He's talking about the evolution saw. Yeah, the evolution saw where yeah. it's got an actual. It looks like a table saw blade, and it cuts metal. Well, it didn't yeah. cut metal very long. 
Yeah, but I what I'm no saying is when you were cutting metal, I had the chop saw version, and when you were cutting metal, yeah. the, the shards coming off of it, flying up at you and stuff were crazy. Oh. Hot and sharp. And yeah. they, they probably, could, what they should have done is had more teeth on there, because what happens is the carbide on there, with only 24 or 30 teeth, I don't know how many it had, but it's so violent on each one of those teeth, because there's so few of them, it should really have like 80, like a cold chop saw, right? Like a, a cold cutting uh, metal mm. saw is is carbide, but there's a lot more teeth, um, and so it's usually better. But they're super expensive those blades. Yeah, that's yeah, why they wanted to put so fewer it, teeth. It, it, a, a diamond, yeah, a diamond coated cut off disc. In theory, yeah. in my head, is like that's that's a heaven sent, right? That is the answer to the the disc won't wear as fast, and you won't get all the little black soot everywhere. Um, True. So I'm I'm praying for you. I'm 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 sending out my vibes. <laughs> I want this to work, Phil. Well, anyways, they sent me three of them, um, and that could literally last me the rest of my life if it works. So, that would be <laughs> for all the metal cutting I do, but uh, but in the oh, meantime, yeah. I think that I bought this angle grinder for thirty bucks. I got the steel for free, and I fixed my table saw. Yeah, uh, you know, playing this little metal game, so that was fun. And eventually, when this border opens up, I'm gonna go visit Tim, and I get me my welder. Mm. So I'll be a. Uh, I'll be I'm one done of those metal yet. people. I'm, I might, I might not be done with it. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh God, let me know. Yeah. Let me know. No, no rush. No rush. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna use it for my my truck some more. When on the stage, I want to build some railings and you know. But. Do, do what you got to do, I guess. <laughs> I guess enjoy I my, could use my, one of my other, other two five welders. welders that he has won't do that work. You know. <laughs> all yeah. right, I'll grab yeah. one of the other ones. They're heavy. By all means. <laughs> By all means. Um, did I do anything else? I feel like I did. Oh, I'm I am gonna be um, I'm gonna be doing a deck project. I'm gonna be replacing the railings on my deck, and uh, because I never used any posts for the for the railing, I just sort of used spindles and a two by four because I had to finish this thing up like cheap last or two years ago. I remember. Um, but it's a, not as solid as it should be. Really. Um, so I'm gonna be putting in some four by fours. And I'm going to be getting, like, these metal spindle kits from Home Depot and stuff. Uh, so I'm going to spend a little money doing that. Um, but what I did do over this uh, last week was I put together, and I never do this, but I put together a SketchUp model. And I built oh. out the whole deck in SketchUp in 3D, and you can, and you can, so you can, and I put together a spreadsheet to perfectly um, calibrate how many posts and what's the length of each one of the railing lengths that I need and all that stuff. So that I buy the exact right amount of material the first time. Obviously, I will add a little bit, like ten percent. But I'm, I'm telling you, Phil, you need to be different. Make those, uh, make those uh, spindles uh, vertical or lateral, Hor- horizontal. Yeah, I yeah, know what horizontal. you mean. But, but this is a kit, and it's like I cheap, know, but so you got to be different. I built the dads uh, when I was out of work before I got the job at the airport. Um, they said, okay, well, we need some work around the house, so instead of rent, do this. So I, they have a two-story house and there's a deck off the kitchen so it was tiny mm-hmm. so I rebuilt that much bigger and it's a surprise because they were off traveling when they came back instead of doing the slats like everybody's got them you know up and down I did them vertically and it just looks so good it just does it just it just changes the look of everything in the world about a deck and you're going to mm-hmm. be like oh, and your neighbors will come over just to take pictures let me tell you I love the look let me tell you why I can't do it <laughs> I, 
I have little kids, and little kids come to my house all the time. They climb. Mm-hmm. They and climb. what that is, that's a ladder. And they're, yeah. they're just going to climb up and flip over it when no one's looking. Well, you just put barbed well, so, wire on so the top. So you leave little Let's, kids, uh, you leave little yeah, kids yeah. unsupervised. Is that what you're saying? I am telling you that <laughs> you can supervise he, them all you want. He doesn't know you what blink. he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. You blink, and yeah. these little things are doing something they shouldn't be doing. Mm. How about diagonal? Well, okay. Look at them diagonally. <laughs> No, kind of cool. like no, 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 I don't do that. You said you were going to get metal spindles. Well, make the make the vertical slats metal and just electrify it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not, not enough like perfectly to, reasonable. to hurt anybody seriously, but enough to enough for them to, to grab their little fingers on there and go, ow, no, I don't want to climb this like a ladder. It's hmm, like 60 like volts. a shock collar, but yeah, for six. my children. Yeah, yes. 60 volts. Not to be confused with the shock collar, which is a... the the mean guy in prison. But anyway, you go go ahead with yeah. your deck. Well, well, you know, this this whole podcast is us solving Phil's problems, which is why it's called Dear Abby, and I think we've already just solved two of them. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So that is, uh, that's exactly why we called it um, Dear Abby this week. I had this one problem, and I uh, thought maybe the boys could uh, help, and uh, potentially they have some problems, so I will, I'll just no. start by, no? Yeah, no. no problems. No, I'm good. No, okay. I got all this money and all case, this time, and I don't know what to do with either of them. <laughs> wow. Look at this guy. Continues week in, week out to flaunt his wealth of time and riches at us. Nice guy. Um, here's my problem. I started a project a couple months back. I had a technical issue in the middle where I couldn't continue because I was missing a specific tool. I now have that tool. But I completely lack the motivation to continue the project. I would love to be able to take everything I've worked on so far, throw it in the garbage, and, you know, just continue living my life. But uh, I do have a commitment, so I was just wondering if either one of you have ever faced that scenario where there's something that you got into the middle of, stopped working on it, and then just completely don't care to finish it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ready, steady, go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not what you said in the pre-show. <laughs> um, um, hey. w- one of the things I first spouted off when you when you said that, what I have done, depending upon what the what the deal is, you are you have a commitment. You have something that you have to finish. You have to do something. Um, yeah. if, if you don't, and I know some people this, that we call it maker's block, right? It's like, oh no, I don't know how to keep going. Or you know what? Don't just stop. Rip it apart. If you have the material, if it's made out of materials that you can you can reclaim or reuse. Just tear it back down, put it back in the pile, and go make something else. You know, or, or you don't don't be afraid to. Now again, if you've got a commitment, if it's a, if it's a commission, if it's work, you're gonna have to come up with something. You might have to scrap what you've done so far because you're so tired of it and redo it. That's another solution. It's just like you know what? I'm just gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna scrap it and I'm just start over. Sometimes starting over and, and make, making a couple little changes to it so it's not the same thing can be that little mm-hmm. bit of motivation that gets you going again. I agree, but I want to. I want to tell you a story. Let me let me tell you a story. Um, so, do we have any right. accompanying uh, music for that? No, I don't. Add it in post. <laughs> a little violent. <laughs> no, so here's yeah. here's my story. Um, you know, I'm currently moving and taking over my whole barn, right? And so that means I'm trying to get rid of stuff and clean and organize. And um, so there's a dumpster at 
the shop and and um because the other guys were throwing stuff out so now there's some space i'm like all right what can i throw out? i got a lot of stuff that i'm just probably never going to use like it was came from a dumpster goes back to work goes but so then there's also i have all these templates like i, I cut these templates out when i'm designing guitar body and stuff i'll cut out mbf templates and look at them and i save them all and i'm like yeah i don't need to save these anymore there's not even most of them were cut out of reclaimed mbf to begin with like old waste boards off my cnc and stuff so i'm throwing these all out and you know i'm like just getting rid of them and uh, i come across a guitar a bass guitar body that i had started making uh less than a year ago but closer to a year than now um and it was a uh, one of my head headless ones and it's like a one piece and i'm something went wrong in the cncing of it and there was it got kind of messed up and i remember being very upset about it when it happened uh, and I was like, you know, I got all this time into it. I got all this wood glued up. The CNC ran for a couple hours. Like, I got to save this. I got to fix this. I got to solve this. And but at the same time, I was upset about it, right? Um, but uh, you know, I was like, I have, I have time and hours into this thing, and I'm, I'm gonna make this instrument work. And I put it aside, and that was like almost a year ago. And I completely have since forgotten about it until I found it in my stack of all these uh, templates that I had made. And I looked at that thing, and I said, eh, who cares? And I threw it in the dumpster. So right now. Okay. Right now, you're still in it, and it still means something to you. But in the grand history, in the grand scheme of your life, in six months to a year, if you scrap it and start over, that material and that time that you have invested means absolutely nothing. Nothing. It only There's means no something value. right now. It only means something right, right now. So get over it now. Don't hang on to it for a year, and then have it not matter. Let go of it now. Start over from scratch. Do whatever you got to do. Let go. I, I mentioned should I, to should you I that sing? Should I sing "Let It Go" from the Disney movie? <laughs> I think it would help because because I, I know you help. love that song. <laughs> of course, I love it. I know it off by heart. Yeah. I, I mentioned to you that uh, one of the options that you had because you don't want to continue with this one is to go to a Habitat for Humanity type store, a repurposed store, or something like that, and, and take an actual kitchen cabinet that's already pre-made that will help. The money that you spend on that will be. A fourth of what you would pay to buy a you know a new cabinet, and mm -hmm. you can redo that in whatever way you wanted to. And the reason I say that is because when Casey's second salon was coming up, we were in a kind of a time crunch. I was going to build them. They wanted to take their their uh, their front desk with the big piece of redwood on it, and they weren't going to have a front desk anymore. The space is smaller, so they wanted a coffee bar, and I was going to repurpose that redwood leftover from the piece Tim had. Um, to make a coffee bar. So I started thinking, okay, I'm going to design the frame for this coffee bar underneath it with the redwood slab on top. And I just didn't have the time. I didn't want to do it. So I went to Habitat for Humanity. I bought a corner kitchen cabinet unit that hangs on the wall. And mm -hmm. I used that as the base to fit in the corner on the ground with the redwood top on it. And it became a coffee bar. It had two cabinet doors on... It's an L shape. So I had two cabinets on one side and one door on the other. And... I painted it. I, I did the scheme to match everything else. So sometimes when you when you're building something, it's because you don't like the material, or you don't like the shape, or you don't like you're just mad at it. Sometimes I get mad at projects. I just don't like them hmm. anymore. I put yeah. blood, yes. sweat, and tears, and you've yeah. not treated me well. I don't want to deal with you anymore. I'm gonna start over. We'll start over with something like that, whether it's a cabinet or maybe a piece of furniture you already have that you can make into, you know, just by hmm. changing the design a little bit. Hmm. So what you're saying is, I could just fudge the video and just say, ta-da, and then pull out a Habitat 
whatever cabinet that I made. You wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have to fudge the video at all. Why not make a newer, simpler uh, video? Like I was saying, you can make this a project. If you took that cabinet, whatever you're going to make it out of, and you paint it flat white with your fancy sprayer smear show do a spraying video you haven't done that yet i don't think how to spray do a nice flat white uh spray on it then take the doors and paint them with chalk uh chalkboard black and that way the kids can write little mm. stuff on it inside of their art cabinet i mean it can, it can wow. make a, it's it's you can invest in the whole family your wife wants you to make the cabinet make her be a part of, of making it you know what can she do for it and maybe this maybe We're the story people you and i, I think Maybe the story is all what's happening right now too, though. Maybe the story is is, is the failure, right? Is the the process where you get to this point, you're not happy with it, it's not working, and and lessons learned, you know. Like I think that's important to show. Like I, mm. I don't because okay, a lot now of now we're talking because a lot of you know. I mean, I've done it many times, as I'm sure most makers have, where they're just like, "Hey, man, I screwed up." Because you know, I I feel like there the cannot be enough of that content because so much of it is this very aggressive and uh, confident-looking high-speed cutting of, of things, right? We're always just like, it's right. all high-speed footage. It looks like there's, you know what, you edit four hours of you scratching your head into 30 minutes of you being a god. You know what I mean? It's like, go right. ahead, make, <laughs> that, make it a story. Make it a story. You yeah. know, like, she, this is what I did. This is what I did. Like we're going to make for the video to begin with yep. and then get to a certain Here point I am and now. Say, you know what, folks? To heck with this piece. And then you yeah. show you and the family going to the store to buy a cabinet. And that's how you end the video. Include all yep. of it. The only the only thing is is that don't don't this, don't this, end it with this, buying this, a brand new this, thing at IKEA. Don't do that. <laughs> end it with yeah, some other no, DIY yeah. solution. Yeah, go on uh, Kijiji or Craigslist and find some video. Yeah, it's a sponsored video for what? A company that makes cabinet making tools. So, so I so can't go out and buy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you can use those cabinet making tools to repair a cabinet, and you can show that the tools worked for your thing, and you can make it so it's clear that the tool isn't the reason you're not happy with the project. You're not happy. You you chose the wrong material. You chose the wrong design, and you could, you could. Yeah. So in essence, you could make it so you're building two cabinets with these tools, and show. And it, you know what would be great okay, is kind of like where we're going with this. You know what would be great is if the second cabinet that you do, you take all the failures in your design, and you and you apply the tool, so you use this tool in like a new way. Like a different way from the previous way, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know like the tool only does what yeah. the tool does. It's a pocket jig, right? Yeah, and like there's a you know all, all kinds of stuff like the shelf pin jig. And, you can right, still use right. those things, man. You can you can you're so gonna you can show yeah, it off. But it'd be cool if you could use them in another the way. Part. Yeah, and use them. You know, showing it being used on a different material. Now you use it on melamine. Here it's being used on plywood. Or here it's being used on an old cabinet that I dug out of the dumpster. Here it's being used. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Show, show the versatility There's of something the here. There's something here. I know. Because, like, the, the material didn't fail, right? I didn't do anything wrong with the material. Yeah. I just lost the motivation just, to continue like working it. on this one project. You don't like yeah, it. I don't it want happens. it. I don't like it. You're allowed but to like it. I like, I like that maybe I don't have to do it in that instead I just show the capability instead of the finished product. Yeah, I mean, you could do that, too. You could be like, hey, this is how this tool works. I did this panel here. This is how this tool works. I did this panel here. It works great. You know, that's how it works. This project, however, yeah, nobody has to know you're going to throw it all away when the video's over. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> I mean, you could do that, too. You could just show the product being used. I mean, most demo videos of tools are just showing the tool being used. I mean, you watch yeah. back in the old days, especially, you'd watch these guys at a router table making, like, dovetail joints in, like, seconds, you know, right? And they, and they put two sides so what together. If you took, but if they don't make the whole box. They don't what if make you the took, 90, you know? Yeah. What if you took a used cabinet and on the inside... 
right? We, regardless of how it's set up for shelf pins or whatnots, you put two new pieces of, of, of like a veneered plywood and then use your jig to create new shelf pins where you want them. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? I was thinking about that when you said that you could get it from Habitat and not every cabinet that you could buy from there is already pre-drilled for shelf pins. No, the thing is, my video plywood. is yeah. half shot and half edited already. Like, it's edited too. up until the point, yeah, I, no, I will. That's why I got to think, yeah. how does the rest of this fit with right. that? Well, Throw it in the dumpster. The whole story of how sometimes it's okay to change your mind. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, exactly. Make that a story. Yeah. I mean, I I think it can be done in a way that's still going to be satisfactory to the tool company. As long as the tool is being used in a satisfactory way, you know. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. especially if you could if you could use it in some capacity. I love the idea of, of repurposing with it. Like like Bill said, of finding a cabinet that's the right sizes and buying some half-inch plywood, marking up the holes, and then gluing that half-inch plywood inside to this pre-existing cabinet and putting your shelves. And I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. And you could give it like a, you know, you could give it like a whole different look on the inside of the cabinet. So it's got this one look on the outside, and you open it up, and it's all this brand new wood that's, you know, painted a different color or whatever. Or it's natural. You know, mm-hmm. that's a great idea. No, something there, something there, something there. Mm. Um, gentlemen, either one of you have a problem? Matt? No, I guess not. Okay, moving on. No, I think, I think this whole episode is just about because we're we've wasted so much time talking about solar panels and and stuff. I think we're... Well, no, I, I look at it this <laughs> A waste? Way. How dare you? If we spend an entire episode basically talking about Phil, he's happy with that. So, we're good. Are you kidding? I am painfully shy. Um, let's talk I about me change. The, let's change but, the name to, like, Dear Abby About Phil. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how we could do something like that. Nah, let's leave it as it is. Let's see if we have any iTunes review reviews. No, uh, I didn't see any. On my side, we do not. Uh, this is unsatisfactory. Bill, take him to task, please. I, I you know what? There's nothing to say anymore. I, I, I mean, <laughs> there's people who love us and listen, but actually they're lying because they don't write reviews. So whatever. Oof! That's wow, it. that's that, all I got. That hurt. Wow, wow, that hurt. Even even my mother's never laid on guilt like that before. Yikes, guys, please. I know. That's... Don't make them do that again. Uh, really five star reviews not hard to do hey couldn't we start writing our own you already did that oh that's right yeah it was a little cringy anyways um I guess no review reviews from our loyal listeners so let's go right into our weekly tip segment I had one should we even give them one should we give them one though? Did the, did there's the, no reviews. Should we give them the tip? <laughs> you didn't earn a tip segment. Oh wait, you yeah, know what we have. Let's a, not do that. Yeah. Let's save it for we, next week. We have. No, no, give, them the, give them the tip. We have a very tip. we have a very special. Oh god, I hate that. We have a very special tip segment this week, sent in from oh, yeah, right. a listener. Uh, hang on, oh, I got it. Oh, that's right. Let me pull up the information. I will insert the audio clip here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the weekly tip segment on the Reclaimed Audio Podcast. My name is Peter, and I'll be your host this week. If my Scandinavian accent is distracting, you're welcome, of course, to spend the next few minutes to figure out where I'm from instead of listening to the tip, if you so please. In order to understand the need for this tip, we are required to set the scene first. So imagine you just return from the thrift store with a beat-up table you want to restore. Um, the paint strips of, 
obviously, uh, but there is some kind of poly finish or epoxy finish under it you just can't get to. Uh, you try heat, it doesn't work. You try the most vile paint stripper you can get your hand on, it still doesn't work. So you end up uh, trying to sand it off. But in a few seconds, the 60 grit sandpaper on your belt sander turns into 10 grit paper gumming it up and, and scratching everything. So so what do you do? Do you have a baby? If you do, I might have a solution for you. So you take the workpiece, uh, you take the belt sander, uh, you take the baby, and you wrangle the baby powder from the hands of the baby. You sprinkle the powder rather generously on the workpiece, and you go to town with the belt sander. But please, do not, I repeat, do not use the belt sander on the baby, please, dear me. Uh, what happens is, the baby powder somehow prevents the sandpaper from gumming up. You can even sprinkle some of it on the sandpaper itself to ungum it, uh, if it's not too far gone, of course. I don't know why this happens exactly, but I'm guessing it's something to do with its ability to, to absorb moisture. Um, and here in Scandinavia we have something we call potato flour, which is flour made from potatoes, I guess. Um, and some people use this as an eco-friendly alternative to baby powder. I've not tried this myself, but it, it might be something to, to look into as well. I made a small video a few years back uh, when I discovered this trick and just uploaded it to YouTube. Uh, you're free to watch that if, if you feel that may explain it a little better, perhaps. Anyway, I don't know if, if this is a tip uh, every woodworker knows and uses, but I have not heard of it, I have not seen it in any podcast or YouTube video for the last uh, four or five years. Uh, so I hope it might be of use to some. So, this has been the weekly tip segment on the Reclaimed Audio podcast. Uh, my accent is Norwegian, by the way, but I live on the Faroe Islands. It's kind of a funny place to, to live when you are an aspiring woodworker, because uh, the sheep ate all the trees. Have a nice day. Thank you, Peter, for that very interesting uh, tip. And uh, the, the, he, what the listeners don't see is this photo he sent of where he lives in the Faroe Islands, this, this, <laughs> this island with basically no trees. And I had to look on, on the map to see where it is. And it's like, if you picture where England is and you picture where like uh, those, Nor uh, is it Norway is the first one, right? Um, yeah. It's like. It's Northern uh, Europe, yeah. Yeah, it's like north of England and Norway, like north uh, west, sort of like way out. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, though. it's way out in the cold place. So you know it's cold most of the year, but it's gorgeous. And there's like no trees because all the sheep eat the trees. Apparently, there's some kind of weird sheep out there that that eat trees. <laughs> Giant <laughs> that was really monster, Bigfoot sheep. But the, seafood, though, I bet. Um, Yeti sheep. Yeah, I bet. I bet you the cod and stuff, and you know all that type of fishing out there. But uh, the tip is fa is very fascinating. I had never heard that one, and uh, I'm gonna have to try it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I use one of those, you know, big long rubber sticks that they sell. It's eight bucks, and I bought it like five years ago, and still the first inch is still being used. 
Yeah, but I think this is different though. Like, cause that doesn't those don't always work on when you get the finish clogged up in the sandpaper. That doesn't come out easily. Like I like nope. I've used plastic and rubber and stuff and mm -hmm. had trouble getting that out. Yeah. Um. So this sounds like it might do something maybe a little more chemically. Okay. You know. Chemically, so. all right. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, that's a good. Thank that's you, a good Peter. Tip. Yeah, it was a great tip. And uh, and f interesting geography lesson. I that was my favorite part, honestly. I didn't know that island existed. Oh. Neither did I. Um, so, but that's a good good thing to tell the rest of the listeners is, guys, you can just uh, send us a voice note on your uh, from your phone. All you have to do is uh, just record yourselves with a tip or a question or whatever you like, and then just email it to info at reclaimedaudiopodcast dot uh, com, and we will. I mean, we'll probably read it out if it makes sense. I mean. Right? Well, yeah. no, or if we'll it's a recording, it's we'll play it. we won't. You, you could yeah. be like you're on our show, yeah. everybody. Send us those recordings, wow. and uh, we'll select the best, the very best of the best, and uh, you you two could be on Reclaimed Audio. Yeah, that's what we did this week. We chose only the best of the best. Oh, the very best. And Peter, the best of the you, best you from the, the Faroe top, Islands, right? right to the top. We chose yeah. our favorite listener from the Faroe Islands tip that was mailed yes. to us this week. Yes. Oh, great way to turn away a whole group there, Tim. Oh, <laughs> I'm. You know, I'm. I am very, very curious. And and if you happen to live on the Faroe Islands and your name is not Peter and you listen to this podcast, let us know because I'm. I'm just going out on a limb that there's only one. And, and he's, well, he also uh, he also yelled at huge... Peter. Didn't he also yell at Peter and tell him to go plant a damn dang tree? I, I, believe <laughs> I wasn't yelling, but yeah, yeah I thought that was, I was just like, "We'll go, yeah. just go." If you don't want tree. to do this podcast anymore, Tim, just say so. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Peter would be happy to take your place. Yeah. Well. yeah. Um, what grabbed your attention this week? Let's go to Tim. What grabbed your attention this week? Um, I have a, I have a couple things. Uh, one is the Young Makers. Do you know the Young Makers? Uh. Cody and Brody, the their brothers. CNC machine, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, go check them out because they got my CNC machine, my old CNC machine, and they're doing some really cool stuff over there with it. So I wanted to mention them to go check them out. Uh, another one is a guy. He, he his channel is called the Bread Trucker. If you search that, you'll find it. And um, and he lives yeah. in a bread truck, like like my truck that I'm working on. And and uh, he is. Um, I was introduced to him through Mill Supply, who's been helping me out with my truck a little bit. They they help him out too and uh he's just such a nice guy he's just this really interesting dude he was like a normal guy working a job and he's just like yeah i don't want to do this anymore so he bought an old bread truck and he he went out and just started living in it and he he basically was sleeping on a piece of plywood when he you know and he's been building it and it's all built out of reclaimed stuff all the interior um just like old cabinets and pieces of fence he's picked up along the road he's got like a one of those galvanized uh buckets that you'd make like a wash tub base out of that he's that's like the base of his shower <laughs> you know and he's it's just really neat like he's got this whole thing uh you know he's just living his living his best life there and i and i like that um and then i had okay. one other thing to mention is uh i've mentioned the podcast before called factually with adam conover uh he's the guy that adam ruins everything guy uh who phil i still think you would love like if he's just okay like you know he's just pedantic you know um but so his episode 58 is with this guy named Adam Minter and he's like a trash expert and he talk, they talk about where where trash goes and recycling and reclaiming and and all this different stuff repurposing and like I'm like you know like kind of like Mr. Dumpster Diver like guy right like 
I'm, I consider myself fairly knowledgeable on the subject, and I learned a ton uh, of just this interesting perspective about trash and in the in the economy of trash. Uh, it was very very interesting. I highly hmm. recommended listening okay. to anybody that listens to this podcast should listen to that. Okay. Episode fifty-eight Wait. of Factually with Adam Conover. Okay, done. Bill Lutz, what grabbed your attention this week? You know, what grabbed my attention this week, um, uh, somebody in the community, somebody who uh, I know all three of us appreciate her work, um, started a podcast with a couple of people. Rebecca DeGroot. Oh, yeah? Started mm-hmm. a podcast called You Made That? And it's uh, it's uh, her, Bob Blanford, and Mike DeLauder. Anyway, another new maker podcast uh, to check out. I mean, you know, we've been around a while now. It was like, it was... It was it was it was my best friend Mark and his podcast, and then my there was uh, you know Diami, my other best friend, you know the my best friend, yeah, yeah. and then um, of course uh, you know Jimmy, Dave, and Bob. I mean they're like my brothers. They, I mean we're, I think we are actually related, you know. And then we're there friendly. was us, you know, and then and then, so all these new maker podcasts that are out now, it, it's great to have another one come up. So Rebecca, um, good luck to that. Everybody should take a listen. Called you made that. No, yeah, you're cool. supposed to say it like that too. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Kind of like you made that. Yeah, you made that. Like an upward inflection. Yeah. Like you um, do do it do it. What's it? What's it? You made that. No, no. What's his name? Phil does the impression. Phil, more, he was in the Deer Hunter and. Um, oh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah, you made that. Do it, Phil. Come on. You you made that? No, I don't know. I can't do. It. You got to rehearse that. I don't know. He's never yeah. said that. I thought I know the one time. apple, two apple thing. That's that's what I can do with Christopher. <clears throat> one apple. I like the idea of it being more like um. On top. <laughs> you made that? Yeah, just like that. That. that was it right there. You did it. Right. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. to warm up. You know. Pretty, I, pretty, pretty, pretty good. I was th- yeah. I was thinking it would be right. funny if it was more like when your dog your dog poops on the floor and you're like you made that like you know like <laughs> you know like the yelling oh, like a scolding uh, yes yeah you made yeah. that you Maybe made that I think that's what it is and it could be also Christopher Walken doing George it. get in here yeah <laughs> oh god um I um I this week watched the Epstein thing on Netflix and so that's what I was watching. I heard that's supposed uh, to be pretty good. It's a four-part, whatever mini-series documentary on uh, what this non-human did, um, and uh, it's deeply disturbing. But I think it's important for people to watch it so that everyone understands what's possible with money and power, <laughs> mm, and that frankly, that this story is not over. There are victims out there, and uh, and they're they're calling them survivors rather than victims, and I like that. And for sure, this thing is still going on with a different captain at the helm of the boat. Yeah, but yep, um, yep. Uh, you know, and and I think um, I think awareness of this and and every regular person who sees it standing up to it is what it's going to take to end it, because you see these firsthand accounts. Of of just regular people who are like, yeah, I worked maintenance on uh, on Mr. Epstein's island. Yeah, I worked there for 17 years. Yeah, I saw the little girls come in and out. 
Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. How old are your daughters? 12 and 15. Would you ever bring them to the island? No. Uh, maybe you should have said something then. Anyways. Well, it, it's, 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 let me just say this, uh, that we can kind of come at, that was pretty deep, Phil. Um, technology. This is what's happening and this is one of the better things. Everybody's got something negative to say about technology and me, I don't like it. It's, you know, I don't like change. But technology is, is like, we see everything now. You know, we see everything that goes on instantly. We hold it in our hands as view portal to what's going on in the world. And it's just, it's up to us to kind of to filter out the bad and make sure that we try and do something about it, no matter what that is. Whether it's somebody speeding on the highway or anything, right? We've got this amazing technology now, and I, I see a, a better world and a better future for everybody because of it. And that's just one little aspect. Sure. The, when I was um, playing as a musician, one of the one of the bands I worked with, the singer, had started a charity. It's called Love One Forty Six, and uh, the charity helped the what they called survivors, you know, of um, of the trafficking world, primarily in Thailand, which has a a reputation. You know, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and it's those types of people that would go down there, and then some of them would, you know, take them out, and you know, basically purchase them. And some of the, the, I mean, if you if you want to use the word slave, which is a word that's that's being used a lot right now and being discussed of of that history of slavery, uh, the the numbers, like the the estimates of how many people in the world today are what we would consider slaves. Maybe not in the classical sense of what we imagine in American history, but they're they're either slaves in this field or in um, a lot of uh, making bricks and growing rice type of type of jobs in Asia, and um, it's the numbers are are staggering, uh, like way more than Absolutely. wherever enslaved in the, like the whole 150 year history in America, like are today right now in places like this boat that you're talking about in this island, and and uh, which is you know like when I was talking about the guitar straps last week, I had them made in Thailand, and it was for I didn't want to get into details of it, but that's I mean that's kind of that's the threat that these women that are working in this that that have this opportunity. That's what I was helping is protect them from that mm-hmm. threat you know and uh it's 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 horrific and it's horrible and uh and it's it's we, we you know uh, one of the things coming to light maybe it's because we have more time in in our COVID era to to ruminate on things but i think more and more people are becoming aware of the fact that they're not aware of enough and we need yep. to be yes we need That's to be doing well more. said yeah we have the tools now you can you can see what's yeah. going on yeah and, and it, you, you cannot like it and that's you shouldn't like it but ignoring it doesn't make it go away it's still there absolutely and pretending it's not there is not doing anyone a service well, not that, even that's, yourself that's a, that's old thing too that's the newspaper days right you, you sit down at breakfast and you open up the newspaper before all of this mm-hmm. amazing technology and you read something terrible and you're like oh and you shake your head and you close the newspaper you slam it down you drink your coffee yeah. and you head off to work you can't do that yeah. anymore it's, it's, Can't do it it's anymore. There. Everybody is seeing everything now. Yeah. It's, again, one of the best things about technology that I can think of. Yeah. That and cat videos. Yeah. Oh, can't forget cat videos. <laughs> or bearded dragon <laughs> I mean, videos. Yeah, because there's Actually, a place for that. dragons you know. with cats videos. Yeah. My, my point being, you don't, you, you know, it's like the, wor- the world's a horrible place, like for a lot of people, a lot of the times. And a lot of us are very lucky to not have to live in that. And a lot of us are becoming aware of what a horrible place the world is, and we want to help, and we want to do something, but we don't have to live there all day. Like, we can still watch cat videos and be humans, but we can't, we can't let that win. We can't let, we can't let that opiate just take over and, and forget about these things. We can do what we can do, but we can't let it consume us, you know? We're not. We're not. We are doing yeah. something about it. I have, I have a lot of faith yeah. in mankind, humankind, yeah. people kind. 
I don't. Yeah. I, I believe the changes. Well, it was. I believe it, in cows. Yeah. Cow but it was difficult like it was you know it was difficult when I, when I was working with level 146 I'll tell you a story um, and then uh, you know I, I would get paid to do this like it was and I, I told them straight up like when I joined this band it's like I have my own family I need to take care of my kids first you know and the guy he had kids he understood he's like yeah I get it he's like we, we're making a living I mean we're not going to get rich but we're going to you know we get paid to do this and I remember after a while that started to wear on me like they would because I'm so Mr. Green like wasteful like they would fly me to Chicago they put me up in a hotel. I'd play three songs at some event, and then they'd fly me back. And I like I think about the amount of money they spend. It's like, why don't they just spend this money on helping these kids, right? And there's these black tie events and all that. It drove me nuts. It drove me nuts the amount of money that would go into these events that they would put on to raise money. And it just, it, I don't have a big enough vision, right? And so the I'm, charity business. Yeah, I'm at one of the the business of charity. Exactly, it drove me crazy. And so I'm at one of these events. And I'm sitting at this table, and the guy's like, "Oh, you guys are such an inspiration. We really appreciate what you do." I'm like, "Oh, thanks, man. Like, what do you do?" He's like, "Well, I I collect intel. I go in undercover and I and I hire kids and I collect intel." And I'm like, "Oh my god, dude! Like, you should be on this stage, not me and my stupid bass guitar. Like, this guy's the one that's actually in there, has to deal with this stuff and see it and look it in the eye." And like, and, yeah, and, but you sang three songs, right? Right, you know, and, and I'm I'm the one that everybody's thanking, you know, and so then later that night, um, we're in the lobby, you know, we're talking to people, there's cocktails, and some guys like, hey, what's going on? And you know, we kind of tell him, like, oh, we work for this band, we work for this organization, we do this. He's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, I heard that's really horrible, and um, I'm like, yeah, you know, it is. And and he's like, you know, he's like, did I I miss the event? I gotta go. I wish I could come in. He's like, can I write a check? And that's, I step back and the singer, he's like, yeah, yeah, I can take that for you. Make it out to, guy writes a check, hands it to the singer, walks away. Singer shows me the check is for $20,000. That's why you do the three songs. That's why they fly that's you why, out there. That's why I fly to Chicago because the guy at the table, he can't, he can't generate that $20,000. His, to right. me, I want to give the guy my, like my left arm when I hear the stories he tells me, but that's mm-hmm. not... It's like this whole schmoozing thing, and so like the so yeah. they spent a couple grand to get me there, but we netted twenty grand in this one conversation, you know. And I and I'm, I still have a hard time understanding it, but you know that's how it's done. That's how it's done. Yeah. On and on that chipper note, um, our <laughs> websites: WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectiveMusic.com. Contact us for show topic suggestions, feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Seriously, guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. On iTunes, leave us those five-star reviews and we will read them out. And patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio, the best way to keep these guys on the air. So with that being said, thank you very much and have a great week. Bye, everybody. Be good and do good. Adding to it. Well said. Well said. (laughs)